Will? Hello, Connor. How are you, sir? Hey, good. Thank you. How are you, you today, sir? You are very loud in my ear, which is, hey, maybe that's not a bad thing. How... <laughs> what? Turn it I'm... down, then. I'm, I'm sure that makes got, sense, sure doesn't it? That makes sense. Vol... I'm sure you've got a volume control over there. <laughs> you, but at you'd least think I'm I'd have a brain as well with me, but maybe not. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice to be back with you, mate. The... Yes, it's lovely to speak to you again. Can I do the Can I do the show intro? You can do your woo, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, go for it. <laughs> I'm about to woo. All right, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, and we're back once again. Welcome to the Slim Society Show. I am your nutritionist, as always, Connor Rhodes, and today I am joined by the one, the only, the great and powerful Will Hukin. Round of applause. Round of applause. The crowd goes wild. The, the, one the of those... obvious crowd. Yeah, I need one of those. It's what the crowd's here for. <laughs> uh, I need one of those soundboards. <laughs> yeah, can you put a Will Hukin sound on it, please? And now I'm we have sure Hukin. Do, 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 do. I was going to say, I'm not sure what that would sound like. What's a Hukin sound? Maybe, maybe we need like a, a "Here Comes the Boom" uh, intro song or something that I can like, like you know how like wrestlers walk out to. You need that for each of your guests, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a different person for each. I'd probably get taken down immediately by a, by a copyright. Yes, but you'd be loved far more by me. And where are your priorities, Connor? <laughs> I would also like it more. So it might, it might have to be done. I might have to accept that I'm just about to get cancelled. Yes, well, yes. Well, it's nice to talk to you again. It's strange, this interview over the phone type theory, but I quite like it, you know. It, it works, doesn't it? What happens if another call uh, comes through? What, is, that, is that game over? I'm just, just interested in the logistics at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. It's not happened yet, so I don't know. Because I'm considering, like, is because if I turn my phone on uh, airplane mode, that'll just like that'll get rid of you as well. So I don't want to do don't that. Don't do that. No, don't, don't do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the thing. The connection already sounds mediocre at best from my end to you. Oh really? I'm I'm getting you grand. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do try my best to set it all up correctly, though it is no fault of your own. Internet's um, been iffy lately at your end, hasn't it? It has been, mate. It has, yeah. But it's, anyway, we move on. We digress. We talk about what we're here to talk about, don't we? Well, this is why we're back here again almost immediately after the last podcast, because we had a topic and then we, we spoke about actually none of those, of those things that we're going oh, to talk yeah. about. That's our classic, is preface the podcast with a, a good, solid, nice, well-thought-out approach to a topic and then just, you know, not touch it at all. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, just completely ignore that we spoke about completely that whatsoever. whatsoever. Yeah, Today yeah, yeah, we have come we to talk about that. Mm. Is this for me to so, segue into it? No, sorry, I, I just wasn't trying to interrupt you. It sounded like we both spoke at the same time, isn't it? Discuss um, how to stay healthy in lockdown. Yes, health and fitness during lockdown. Bam, 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 bam. Everyone's um, favourite topic. Well, it's, a, it's an important topic, if not your favourite, and it's a tough topic, isn't it? Because it's a difficult thing to do, even if people don't like it and it's important even if you don't like it like we were saying on the last show i don't like exercise really at all how often do i do it all the time <laughs> yeah it's very true it's what i always say to whenever my clients hit me with it i don't like it i always just reply you don't have to like it that's i don't like it you just have to do it <laughs> <laughs> some things just need doing in life don't they I, like, I, you don't, I don't like care get... if you don't like it <laughs> <laughs> like you don't like getting up for work or most people don't like getting up for work on a Monday morning but you do it anyway not because you like it because some things just need doing and if you want to have a health 
if you want to have a healthy body and a good life, you need to flip in, brush your teeth, drink some water, and do some exercises. This is how it goes. The human body's got requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's goddamn true. And now more than ever, with you know the lapse in it's just all the practicalities that generally lead to like a healthy um, unit, I guess you could say, including mental health in that, like you know, getting up and going to work as opposed to staying at home. You know, the change of scenery. The a lot of mm. people's routines before were very nicely up and at it, out the house, off to work, maybe to the gym afterwards, home. You know, like a healthy routine that was very indicative of uh, physical and mental health. And and now everything about just like the practical uh, applications that are forced upon us from the current situation is it's just not indicative of health or anything it's just all shit <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's a good summary it, it, it's all yeah shit. now now more than ever it's just all shit so we need to be the most not shit that we can be <laughs> <laughs> on it yes in, in, in the most technical of terms isn't it in the most uh, philosophical way i can put into words you're not wrong though it's a it's a trying time it's a hard time for physical and mental health isn't it i feel Mm. quite lucky that my routines and structures weren't changed that much like i i moved house into a into a place where i've got more space and set up the studio where i am now like my office for doing this doing this type of stuff literally one month before lockdown so i'd already got set up there my business was already fully online i've already got structures and i've got online support and people who help me already set up so my stuff or my ability to help people and run my continued yeah it didn't change that much which i understand's not what happened to everybody and i do feel very lucky for that yeah yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'd argue out of all the people, it's a good job that you ended up in that position that you could still talk to people and whatnot because you're one of the only ones putting out the right information. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, do, I do feel lucky. Like, it was more difficult for you, wasn't it? Because you're a, you're a gym-based coach, whereas I'm like a online, mostly nutrition fat loss coach. You're like an exercise-based in-person strength coach. Um, yeah, I very much need a visual, generally, for my work. Yeah, and you need equipment, and you need a client to be there. Most of like that is true. You Usually, know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all this type of stuff for sure. So it was difficult for you, wasn't it? Because you, the gym just shut down, obviously, uh, where you work and all your clients, and you just had to just stop everything. And so did your clients, or try and make the changes you could make, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you've got to do what you've got to do. The uh, the obstacle becomes the way, as it were. That's true. That's a good book as well by Ryan Holiday. Um, Well done, well done. Yes. And yeah, um, that's basically the essence of it, isn't it? You've just got to change, like we we briefly discussed last uh, podcast, change your goals to fit your surroundings, change them to a point that it's practical so that you can A, actually act on them and do them, which will automatically come back to a positive feedback loop. You know, if you're setting yourself a target that is just unreasonable because of the practical implications of lockdown, then... Like I'm trying to get my squat up, but I don't have a squat rack, so what are you Exactly, exactly. Like I'm trying to maintain strength or something. Like if that's an unreasonable goal, it's even though it's unreasonable, you'll still feel bad for not achieving it. So yeah, it's it's a good idea to educate and know, ground yourself in what is possible and then work from there because it's... And then you just, you know, you've been smart, you're doing what you can actually do. Yeah. 
yeah, you could change your goals or you could also, which I have done, I've changed some of my goals, but you could also change how you're trying to achieve your other goals or you could prioritize goals differently and put some on maintenance and then focus on some other ones. Like for example, yeah. one of one of my goals is muscle building. I'm still trying to do the muscle building at home, but I'm just using different, I've not stopped the goal. I'm just using different tools and different tactics as well to try and achieve that goal. But some of my goals have become a higher prioritization. Like I've also been running, which I never usually do, but at the minute I've got more time and I'm looking for more different types of exercise because my body's not as fatigued as it is when I'm like heavy lifting in the gym. So I've got more time. Yeah. And I've got more physical capacity. So I've been putting in like only, only one run a week, but it's, it's more than I usually do. Usually I do none usually. Um, So I've also prioritized some of my goals higher on my list as well that we usually maybe on the back burner before so is that is that goal for you of running is that goal to run or is that is that as some kind of calorie burning tool or just a out of about it. tool or something all of it all of, it. Yeah. All of those yeah all of those so, get some, so when you get say some fresh air when you say you've changed your goals what exactly could you pinpoint at that for you for you personally um, yeah, in that instance, I was saying I priority. It's that I always want to run, and I always think I should run, but often I just don't. Um, mm, mm. But now, but now there's less going on. I've got a bit more free time. I've got a bit more energy and stuff like yeah. this. I'm, it, I've bumped it up the list of priorities to all right. This is going to get done because I can't do this other thing and this other thing. So what can I do? Well, I could do that yeah. running that I always think I should goddamn well be doing. So, all right then. So, yeah, let's go. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, I, I do it for many reasons. There's many benefits. I want to be able to run. I like that feeling. And I like the I like the fitness feeling. It helps me with my weightlifting because my recovery being between sets goes down so dramatically. I can do double <laughs> workload per session if I'm putting in one run per week than I can do without the one run per week. Literally, just because the, the weightlifting the, and the resistance training just won't affect my cardio at all because I'm used to ragging the cardio for like an hour to an hour and a half nonstop. So I can do mostly sitting down and lifting a bit of things. It doesn't even make me absolutely true. Absolutely Burning more true. calories. Yeah, Go on, yes, sorry. yes, absolutely. Which no, which is also also awesome because you've got to consider the natural um, dip in something like calorie burning that's gonna, just going to happen. Like, I mean, if you take uh yourself or i for example like a day that starts at like early in the morning doesn't end until in the evening you take that and then immediately just just get rid of all of it you've gone like me you go from burning like four thousand calories to like two thousand calories and if you don't account for that then yeah obviously that's two thousand calories a day that you're then in a surplus by and that's that ain't it is it so yeah that's sometimes one of the adaptions that has to be made because you were in a gym like we were saying weren't you following around clients walking around picking up weights tidying up weights after clients swapping things yeah. moving moving between exercises demonstrating things yes. all like all day like flipping 10 hours a day literally every single day so yeah you're going to rack up some calorie burn there and then suddenly when that stops that's got to be accounted for hasn't it exactly yeah and i mean there is a natural dip in appetite that comes with that as well that's Um, also true that's a good point yeah but but almost to the same extent like i know almost one of my bigger issues which is maybe talking to a smaller percentage of of the audience um in lockdown is that because i i don't have a day's worth of work to do i don't necessarily have to eat a lot of calories to be able to put a heavy weight on my back i found that i've just been under eating ridiculously and the biggest problem there for me is that is the protein content and trying to maintain some semblance of uh muscle mass and and size and whatnot so uh, yeah it's definitely walking that line as well because you because it's easy to because you can go too far the other way i think for me that started from a um 
a conscious point of view of knowing that I needed to stay on top of the calories. And then that ends up snowballing into a place where you're, you're unproductively eating too little, if that makes sense. So you definitely need to be careful. It does make sense. Um, as you may remember, my program is called Six Steps to Slim. And yeah. that's, be- that's because there's six main areas of health and fitness that people can focus on and put their time and effort into to get a positive outcome. Movement or exercise is the second step to slim. Um, mm-hmm. And protein intake is the fifth. And these are both things that have to be balanced, don't they? Calorie intake's the first one. So these, yes. are, th- these are both things that have to be balanced. Um, so it is, it is a... I don't know. It's a stage of weight loss that a lot of my clients go through where they want to bump up the protein intake, mm-hmm. but they're trying to keep their calories low. And they, they're telling me, well, these are kind of contradictory goals. And I'm saying, yes, I understand. And it's quite difficult, isn't it? Oft, often I get people not to worry about the protein intake too much until they finish the fat loss because fat loss no. can be fast. And then just sort of get, just get the weight off. And then when you're at calorie maintenance and you're not trying to lose weight, you've got loads of room to fit your protein intake in. You especially yeah, absolutely. should not be struggling. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That is bad, yeah. And I think it is something as well you do need to harp home for clients because it is something... I mean, it's it's basically just like a lifestyle change, that, because it's going from whatever amount of calories you might have been eating in whatever amount of food. Basically, what I'm getting at is high calories, low protein, to obviously low calories, high, pro- high protein, which just comes with, as you'd suspect, you know, the healthy, rich, dense foods of good macronutrients and this, that, and the other. But that... Uh, what that actually is is obviously it's a lifestyle change not just like a something you can change there and then so it's definitely something but they do, they do go hand in hand i think is that there's definitely first of all psychologically there's a snowball effect behind dieting behind any kind of productivity um but there's also definitely. the practical yeah there's also the practical snowball effect as well like you only need to monitor your calories for however two weeks maybe on my fitness pal until you've had a good well-rounded average of what your life looks like and then you then by then you know the things are saved there it starts becoming easier it's not something you have to think about anymore it's not as daunting the actual food itself starts to be a little nicer you know you get better at cooking everything about it just if you stick with it just pushes you towards that that goal all you've got to do is just keep trying to ride the right waves (laughs) You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, that's why I teach my members about my six steps to slim, that these are the areas that they can work on, but each one is a flipping journey in and of itself. None of them mm. are getting, none of them are getting sorted in two weeks. If you try and start exercising or start exercising well, that's not going to take a week or two. That's going to take a while. If you're trying to get your calories under control, that's going to take a while. If you're trying to get your protein under control, it took me probably two years to be able to get my protein intake sorted and to be able to get my protein into a good level, literally. Um, and, I, and I still work on different aspect, aspects of, of healthy eating right now. And then if you're trying to balance all of these at once and spin all of these plates, you're trying to keep your calories down and do your exercise, so you're burning it from both ends, and you're yeah. trying to eat the high protein intake, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord. And again, all things that once you get to that inevitability, they all fit hand in hand. Uh, they all promote one another as goals, but they are no doubt very hard habits to get used to doing there and then. So yeah, do not try and do them all at once. Um, pick the priority, which is often going to be um, a calorie deficit, assuming that fat loss is hot, is, is a lot of your priority. Uh, if not, if it's more like building muscle, bang yourself somewhere around maintenance calories and focus on protein instead. So, you know, 
either way, that comes from that reverse engineering of your goal, which is, in essence, what we're talking about today is how to know what you've got available, know what your goal is, know a bit about yourself, have a direction, and then know, I guess, what we're here to provide, the, like the actual information as to how you can do that. Mm. That's exactly right. Um, how much do you weigh, if you know or don't mind me asking? I currently don't know because my scale has run out of batteries which is a very poor excuse i understand um but i don't know uh i think i've lost quite a bit of weight give me a guess i'm just wondering i'm just going to wonder what your protein intake um okay it should should be that's all based on rough body weight or something well we well i went into lockdown at 80 81 kilos so all right yeah so we'll just say 80 kilos or something okay yeah so yeah. you're um so your protein intake should be 80 to probably 180 grams. Yeah. So something like that in that range, 80 being minimum, 180 being maximum. Um, and very much, very much dependent on the goal. Yeah, but yeah, like, well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going based you, you could, you on your goal, say, literally. Well, I'd say based on my goal, I wouldn't want to have any less than 100. Uh, I'd say removing my goal, I could healthily get away with 80, like you say. But um, That is a correct yeah, caveat. I will definitely give you that one. You are correct on that point. <laughs> Definite. Um, that's why I went for the high number, though, because the highest amount of protein that's shown to be effective for strength and muscle gain one. or something like that, 2.4. 2.2. 2. 2. Yeah, 2.2, 2.4, nice. yeah, somewhere around that range. And only one or two studies show that. Um, mostly two is fine. Some, some show 1.8. But yeah, two, two grams, 2.2, 2.4, something like that. I so I just, so, yeah. I just doubled it and added a bit. That's why I went up to the 180 yeah. grams. If somebody wasn't exercising like you for strength or muscle or whatever, or even Not for retention, no, nah, then they wouldn't need that much protein intake, no. Um, so is that, is that why you struggle to get your protein intake or what's causing the issue? um yeah for me i mean lockdown's definitely been very rough on on my kind of anxiety and stuff which for me has has led to a position where like, yeah it's, it's it's the sort of the pressures that come with um lockdown or something but i would find personally and this is a bit personal but that i would be just as likely to be sick if i ate as, as not be sick so again from a practical point of view that gets to the point that you start wondering is it even worth eating you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know we've spoken about this before and that is a yeah a good situation to be in no no but that's definitely a personal thing that you know is something to just work through and whatnot uh but by and large it's i don't think it's a problem for most people uh what isn't the anxiety or the protein intake uh yeah the, the getting the necessary calories in, in in lockdown to make sure that you're at least healthy and then i guess from there the focus should be shifted towards the macronutrients and whatnot i think it, it does change the logistics of how i would teach fat loss a little bit um considering that a lot of people have haven't got much to do at the minute i've kind of been um if, if they if i know they don't have much to do first of all i should say i kind of give them uh these goals the fat loss the protein whatever it might be as more of like a, a day job and just be like look you've got nothing to do now is your time uh, I know yeah. I could usually stagger this learning process a little bit, but you've got time now and you're in the best position to do it. You've got all the resources, you've got time to do it, you've got time to learn. Yeah, so just try and get it done kind of thing is what I've been going for with people, with clients. That sounds really, really good. And a thing that I also do with people is I, also, I always calculate their... <laughs> Well, I won't, okay, I won't say always, that's a strong word, but I'll say it very often, calculate people's calorie intake and where their calorie intake should be as if they do no exercise or movement at all anyway, because mo oh, yeah, most, pe yeah. 
most people don't do a lot. And even if people do do some, they, you're not really burning that many calories as much as people no, think you, they are. So I, you want I just to err on the side this. of caution. Yeah, always err on the side of caution, I find. Because what's, oh dear, worst case scenario, you've lost more weight than you wanted to this week. Oh no. <laughs> no, that's exactly it, isn't it? Yeah, you just burn yeah, calories okay. as a bonus then. And people are yeah, not definitely. forced into trying to keep burning these calories every week. People don't like that. If you feel like you've got to you've got to exercise three times per week, otherwise you'll not achieve your goals or something like this. It's just unnecessary pressure on people. Exactly. Okay, so like you're saying as well, with it, with it just being a lifestyle change, we've discussed this endless amounts of times. It's, it's not a period of your life that you're trying to lose weight for to then True. inevitably gain it again. It's a lifestyle change you're trying to do. Get to a position where you're happy with whatever your goal was, what you look like, what you feel like, uh, whatever. And then just micro fluctuate and walk the line between self-indulgence and um, self-discipline and just, I guess, micro-fluctuate your weight by like a kilo, either direction of where you want to be, just by constantly just, yeah, walking that line throughout life so that you're always indulging a little bit, but you're always on top of things a little bit. And that's how to obviously just live as opposed to diet, if that makes sense. God damn, that was a good explanation on calorie maintenance at the end and how to maintain your weight. You're exactly freaking right. Um, <laughs> I, li- I liked all the terminology and all the explanation there. Um, if somebody could flip in, in your words, micro-fluctuate their weight by only one kg, though, then you're basically nutritional Jesus. I would say uh... even... I- I would say even half a stone would be really good. You know, like if at Christmas you went up like flipping, I don't know, five pound or something like this. And then in Jan, you just dieted that back off. And then you go on holiday. Yeah, you drink too much. You eat too much. You put four or five pound on something, something like yeah, this. And then you, right. two weeks after you flipping diet it back off, don't you? And then you go back to just like you said, yes, overeating and indulging sometimes, but also eating good That's other times. Is, yeah. And I think yeah, in terms balanced. of like... So- some people might not quite understand how, how to approach that. And for me, the kind of way I do it, like I'm sat here talking to you now, having not eaten today already. And again, whatever, I've got my own things that are making me not eat and whatever. But I know that my logic behind that is that I'm probably going to be hungry and want to eat something later. It's probably going to have some crap in it. And so I'm just going to ride this hunger for just a little bit. You know, like I, if you actually... Because a lot of people, they approach their routine day to day because it's routine rather than they need it. Like if you if you get to a point that you're trying to diet and you're sitting down to eat breakfast because you're sitting down to eat breakfast, not because you're hungry. Actually, yeah. think about it. Are you, are you hungry? Do you need to eat this? And if you even if it's hard work to, to not do it, but even if you think a small part of you can be like, I don't need to eat now, then cool. Don't you've. um push that later into the day which just means you've got more calories to eat later i guess you could start harping on the sort of the uh the nice physiological benefit to that which is that your stomach doesn't get any stimulus to start trying to um digest and cause more hunger towards early that can happen sometimes once you pop you know like (laughs) yeah yeah we're talking about the kind of the minutiae of the facts but you know every little helps as it were as tesco would say um So I think it's important to understand how those things happen because it's because it's very easy to just think like oh well well yeah he's not eating all day well obviously he just doesn't want to have breakfast no I am sat here hungry I, I just it's just a hunger that I don't necessarily mind right now I know that I've got time in the rest of the day that I can fill it you know it's it's just got to, like you say walk that line a little bit I'll overindulge later so I'm being um, self-disciplined now 
That's good, yeah. So that's like some intermittent fasting style approach where you're just reducing your calories overall by reducing your meals down. So you'd be a bit yeah. hungry in the morning and then you can overindulge later. That's that's one type of balance, doesn't it? And that does work for some people. Intermittent fasting is a successful and efficacious diet, definitely. Some of my members what, use what it. Do you find, what do you find um, you've started doing um, for your own dieting and whatnot? Um, trying, just trying to do the same as I always do. I I would say I'm always trying to watch my calorie intake and eat healthy always. Like I think some people assume that because I'm already slim, that it's easier for me in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I, sometimes I have to explain to people literally. So much harder. So much harder. Well, yeah, your metabolism's lower the less you weigh, isn't it for a start? But when people see me slim all the time, that's because I manage my calorie intake correctly. All the time. All the time. Who knew? Who knew? People don't think this. People don't think this. So I'm always I'm always trying to eat healthy. Um, I personally boost my food intake quite a lot through walking. Um, So I've tried to work to keep my step count up as well. I've tried really hard to do that. In the past, I would. I have good habits anyway of like walking to the shop and back, and even just going for a walk to enjoy the scenery sometimes, etc. But during lockdown, etc., I'm not walking to meet people or walking to meetings. I used to have a lot of in-person consultations for people joining the program, etc. And none of that happens anymore. You so did, now and when I... you lived in Nether Edge as well, walking around there, yeah. Yeah, things are far away <laughs> when you when yeah, you live on yeah. the outskirts, aren't they? Yeah, and, and, and it's what very... do you do now, sorry? It's very hilly in Sheffield as well. So now what I do is if I have phone calls like this, like if we were on this phone call and not recording it, so yeah. I, I didn't... It was just a phone call. Yeah, I didn't care about the sound quality as much in the background or anything. So I'm trying to be in a quiet place. Then I would be walking out now while talking to you on the phone. And I do this with clients. I have at least two or three phone call catch-ups, either with consultations with people, because I have a consultation with every single person on the phone or video, depending on what they prefer, um, who joins the program. So yeah, I've, I've usually got a couple of those and... I have catch-up phone calls with people on the program and I have some one-to-one online clients as well where I catch up with them weekly. So if I can, I get out for a walk while chatting to them on the phone rather than just sitting in my office chair again. And I also encourage them sometimes as well. I actually do sessions with people where the only point of the session is they go out on a walk and I go out on a walk at the same time and then we both just catch up and chat on the phone. And for Ah, for people... It's nice, yeah. And for people with weight loss goals, I, I want to catch up with them. We're doing some accountability. We want to talk about how their week's gone, how's their goals doing, what's the stresses and struggles, all this kind of business. But why, why are we just sitting at home again? I'm like, up, out, put two pairs of socks on. We're getting out, people. So, so I make people, well, I don't make them <laughs> necessarily. Uh, I, I try and get head. people. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly a gun to the head. I try and get them <laughs> to go for a walk while talking to me on the phone, put the headphones on. And if we're going to catch up for an hour, I'm going to get flipping 7,000 steps in and I'll burn probably 200 calories. And this is going to be great Hell over yeah. the week. This, yeah, over the week, this is going to allow me to order a massive delivery dessert from somewhere and it ain't going to be no thing. <laughs> Excellent. And like you say, that's exactly the approach you should do kill two birds with one stone. And I think that starts to give people some semblance of like a, a, yeah, the, the practicalities of how you can do that in your life. Because, um, we tell someone like go out for a walk immediately. Like they'll just like, they, they start, I guess, going introvertly into their lifestyle and thinking, well, I don't do that. I don't, what have I got to go out for a walk for? Where this can whole, I fit this in? 
exactly. First of all, you're thinking about it wrong. You're not going out for a walk for anything that you're thinking of like in life. You're going out on a walk to go out on a walk, to burn calories and to do that. And then if you can, so first of all, that's the goal. You don't have to, you know, put a different hat and coat on it. That's what you're trying to do. So don't bullshit it. But then if you can make that more realistic by um, subscribing something else to that same time, like it's trickier when you're walking outside, but say if you were on the treadmill in the gym, I used to say to people, why don't you start watching a TV show that you like, but say to yourself, you're only allowed to watch this when you're at the gym on walking on the treadmill. And that's not hard work. If you tell me that's hard work, how old are you? And you've been walking all your life. Bullshit. That's hard work. You just don't want to do it. Just, you know, if you can get down there and do that, if, if you've got a different, if you've got a different valid excuse, that's fine. But it's hard work is not a good one. Um, yeah, some of my clients and, have treadmills at home and they, they treadmill while watching the TV. Um, some people, I've, yeah. I've got a couple of clients that have got these things called walk pads. You know what that is? No, I don't. It, it, it's flipping half a treadmill that costs double as much because it's a flipping uh, new hipster style. It's a new hipster style. Um, it's not really a hipster thing. I just like that word. Um, I don't know, a piece of exercise equipment. So it's the bottom bit of a treadmill with the sticks at the front, the the arms, I don't know, whatever they'd be. And the, right. uh, what would the top bit be called? The computer bit that's got the water holder. What's that called at the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. It's not It's not got that either. So it's literally just the bottom pad. So you can slide it under your sofa or bed and keep it there and then you can pull it out. Uh, and they only they only go like maximum five miles an hour or four miles an walking hour. A, so yeah. it's, it's, it's just literally for walking. And yeah, I've got a couple of clients that have got these and they just... Get on it one of them self-powered ones. No, it's not self-powered. You can get those ones, but it's not self-powered. No, because they they seem so much. If you're not going above five miles an hour, a self-powered one seems a lot more cost-effective. I've never tried one of you, so I I would hesitate to recommend it because I've never actually been uh, on one. No, I haven't either. I had a client that had one, and she didn't mind it. But yeah, I've had right. actually I've had a couple of clients that have got them, and they've not minded it. But I've never I've never tried it like a mechanical treadmill, to be honest. So I don't know what it'd be like yeah strange but either way you know it is definitely hard when you're out and about to be doing things like watching stuff but you know you can you can just your family. put music on well. phone your family there's yeah, I, actually i've heard of a i've heard of a new good podcast out there called the some society show that people can tune into <laughs> that could be interesting exactly wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a well. laugh I have educational lectures on my program and I understand people haven't got the time necessarily to sit down and watch it, but I'm saying don't watch it then. It's only my face. It's literally not that interesting. Well, can I tell you exactly what I'm doing right now is, is just watching your face because it's so amusing. The, uh, the little, the little like the, with the moving mouth. The little em- emoji, yeah. Yeah, well, for people yeah. who are listening because people will be able to Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Podbean and flipping everywhere else, Google Cast, um, all this kind of business. Yeah, we're recording this on the Stereo app, which is for live conversations and people can listen in live. So if you go to, if you download the Stereo app and then you type in Slim Society without a space, you'll find me and then you can click follow there and then you'll actually see sometimes when scheduled shows like this are coming up and then you can actually listen live if you really want to. And we all do. And just to indulge the people in my stupidity, there's a little play button on the screen with a one next to it. What does that mean? I wouldn't press that if I were you. Um, no? <laughs> no. What, I want what to. It is, yeah, what it is on this stereo <laughs> app is people who are listening in can leave us voice-recorded comments. Um, oh, that's nice. It sounds nice, and it went well for about the first... Four. Until it's, oh, who's this kid? We hate him. <laughs> 
No, I don't even mind if it's negative feedback. It's just one one guy. I'll tell you the true story. One guy ruined it for everyone. So now I'm going to tell every single listener, no matter where you are. Yet one guy fucked it up for all of you. So now if you've got questions, we're not playing the damn voice notes because one guy asked, do you think you can blow up a balloon with a queef? That is literally... <laughs> that is literally what... And this is not appropriate for the goddamn show. So I know I Probably just repeated it anyway, but it's just true. So I thought, fuck did, this guy. <laughs> so it's not happening. It's literally Did we reach happening. a conclusion? No, no. I said, <laughs> I, said uh, I, I literally was on the show with a nice lady talking about nice, positive things. This comes yeah, up. I just it. went, right, well then, okay, that's one thing from the internet. And then just flipping, carried on. I thought, <laughs> that, I thought never, that's enough internet for today. <laughs> yeah, I, random people from the internet no longer get flipping rights because of that one guy to comment onto our show. If you've got questions, you go to slumsociety.co.uk or the Facebook page, Slum Society, and then you send them in, and then I will vet them and read them. And then if it's decent, then we'll, we'll play it and we'll read it on screen. How about that? But what, <laughs> if, it's, what, if, what if it's a situational question to the, uh, to the podcast, bro? What are you going to do then? No, then people have to just send it in. It's, it's been ruined for everybody. Or until they Sorry, change... I'm, pl- I'm playing devil's advocate here. Do it. I, I really do it. I'm riled up and I am not backing down ever. There's, you can't convince me otherwise. And to all the stereo app, the stereo app somehow might change the rules so that you can flip in pre-listen to the voice recorded message before it goes live onto the damn show how about no people don't get rights to just say whatever they want anymore do you know who that was no i've got no idea which is exactly the point which is exactly the point who is it going to (laughs) be it's just no yeah no is the answer if you care go to (laughs) slumsociety.co.uk send in your damn question i'll read it and then i'll read it out nicely and then we'll all be friends but (laughs) in your soothing voice that we all love (laughs) oh you're getting me riled up Get me riled up, but it, it sounds I like know, a nice I'm, I'm idea. I thought it was going to go well, but one guy ruined it. Well, yeah, I'm just intrigued by the the one next to the play, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll deal with that later. Um, <laughs> uh, shall, shall we navigate swiftly back to our conversational topic? <laughs> well, one, one thing that I was going to say is when I said call your family, my dad said to me recently because I was talking to him on the phone. He said, "Lad, don't you ever sit down and just talk to me? Why do you always have to be doing something else?" when you're talking to me <laughs> and he's right it's because i always even if i think oh i'm gonna phone my dad or if like for example if he phones me i'll just stand up and start walk i'll put my coat on and you, just you, go you outside just stand up and walk straight out, out. Beth's just like, <laughs> just hey, you go, he's just like i'm going I'm <laughs> yeah and he said why are you always walking when you're talking to me i said well this is why you have diabetes and i don't <laughs> ah, hilarious only because Hilarious. I'm pulling his leg. And, and I hope he listens to this show as well because I'm pulling his leg because that's a level 10 wind-up um, right there. But it's also true because I also want to eat flipping nice things and I also eat pizza and I also eat dessert and like all these things. Um, it's true. It's true. But, it's but true. We, need to be fit. we need to be fit and healthy, don't we? This, this is not optional. If you want a good life and you want to live a happy life and have freedom and have less worries, then you just need to eat some goddamn vegetables, don't you? <laughs> Which... Who knew, right? Who knew that would have been around for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people, people I think, do. I think the um, the overriding message is that be honest with yourself. You know when you're being a dickhead. You know when you're not when you're not 
within the lines that you've set for yourself, you know? And regardless of how specific those goals are day-to-day or whatever, like in terms of what you're trying to do to lose the weight, get your goals, whatever, you know if you're falling off the wagon. And, you know, you're the only one that's going to fucking benefit from not doing that. So just be honest with yourself. Just know that you are or not and then adapt to change to that, you know? That's difficult for a lot of people because a lot of people do hide from themselves and they do hide from their own problems. And it is very difficult. This is how... This is how a lot of people come to speak to me and then they say, um, maybe not right at the beginning, but in so- I've just heard this conversation so many times where people say, I didn't even realize I was overweight until and mm. like, like something happened. Like maybe they're just in a picture or someone tags them in something on Facebook or I don't know, some sort of something happens and then suddenly they notice that they've yes. gained loads of yeah. weight. And it's just because it, it's just because it just creeps on doesn't it? It just creeps and on. That's exactly why I'm, I'm bringing it up now as well, is because people, like you say, run into, be it about the way they look, weight loss, things that they need to change in their life, things mentally, in their head, whatever. Yeah, sometimes you, or often you just, you don't know that you've got an issue until it's presented to you. And so maybe me just by sitting here, just telling people to think, like just, just, you know, just, just think for a second, stop, put the phone down when we finish talking and just exist with no external input and just use your brain for a minute and think about truly whether you are lying to yourself or not about if you're on top of the shit you're doing, if you're not, if you need to make a change that you haven't started doing yet. And that's just the first step in that snowball that then becomes, okay, well, what are the practical differences I can put in place in my life to go down that rabbit hole, you know? I do know. It's like I said um, last time on the show, and flipping. This is this is, this is going to become a theme where I mention flipping self determination theory and the ABC of autonomy, belonging. Oh, content, every such. fucking podcast. That, that, that should be. I don't care. People need to remember well, this. It's just it changed my on. life, and then I use it to change everybody else's lives. And a the autonomy. So wait, wait, have... wait, wait. Let me try and remember it. It was yeah, a autonomy. Um, what was it? it was the ABCs right? Was it just three? that's right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well good, Connor, good. looks like you were right. Looks like you need to fucking reiterate it. Well, this is why I keep mentioning it on the podcast, isn't it? Bees belonging, <laughs> which means you need support and you need teammates and you need community, perhaps, also helps. Yeah, yeah and, and then C is competence, which means you need education because you need to know what you're doing to actually be able to do it. But A, See, education A is... was the only one in my head, but that wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and well it is it's competence that's kind of that part, a big part of that is education um yeah, but but the first one a for autonomy is exactly like you're saying people need to have well it's called self-determination theory so they need to have self-determination over their own goals don't they um and people need to realize that it is their life it is their food intake it is it, it, only they can fix it, isn't it? Only only they can fix it at the end of the day. And yes, you can get help and you should get help and you should get support. But at the end of the day, yeah. they, they do need to take control. And like you said, hiding from problems doesn't fix them, does it? Sometimes they just grow yeah. in the background until eventually they come back to bite you bigger. Yep. And I, th- I think this is a, a sensitive topic, but one of the things that... One of the things that needs... I think addressing a little bit is the kind of the victimizing that sometimes people put on themselves from like not being able to lose weight or whatnot. And to start with, I don't want to detract from that because it's fucking hard. Secondly, the information that the information that's out there is fucking shit. Good point it's again. Very, it's few and far between. And supposedly it's you, the viewer's job to rake through it, through it and decide what's good and bad. But regardless, <laughs> 
regardless of the ways that that affects you, the outcome is 100%. Um, it, how do I say it? regardless of the way the that you approach these things you're going to be the outcome of it so you it, it doesn't matter if you're having a shit time or a bad time if you're putting in bad work you're going to not going to get what you want out of it so even though you might feel like a victim and that all you want to do is crawl under a rock and hide and get help and this that and the other that might help but all that you're going to gain from that is the pity of other people which can be real and can be nice to be comforted in but it's fleeting it's it's not particularly uh, helpful um and i don't know it it builds a general aura around the person themselves have been that person that seems very victimized by their own life almost whereas regardless of whether you were victimized by your own life or not it doesn't change the outcome that it's your life and you can either choose to take those pity points and and take that option or you can try and choose to get on top of it and take that option regardless of how much of a shit deal you've been given it's still the rest of your life is still the rest of your life it's it doesn't belong to the person that fucked you over or the situation that fucked you over or any number of things that led to any amount of downfall that isn't what then derives sorry defines the rest of your life that's what gives you the crossroad to then decide to either lean into pity and uh, self-doubt and get down that road or just decide yeah cool I was given the option to do that but fuck that it's my life I'm going to do this option instead I think that's something that needs addressing a lot shit that was intense I just want people to eat more vegetables <laughs> that, was, that was very intense wasn't it yeah, yeah. no I'm only yeah, kidding yeah. no I'm literally only kidding uh, no you're exactly right it's like um it's not always what happens to you. It's how you respond to it, isn't it? And then what, what you do going forward. And yeah, some people, some people, well, terrible exactly. things does happen to them, doesn't it? Sometimes terrible things does, yeah. does happen to people, but you are right. It's And the way the, that you're phrasing then, that is exactly correct. They happen to them. They don't happen um, because of them. It's not, not sometimes their fault. It happens to them at a specific point in time that is very quickly moved on from. And then all that's left is the baggage from afterwards. And again, like, it's something, it's not easy to get past. It's something, you know, everyone's got to deal with whatever problem it is. But the reality is that if you don't fix it, you're miserable. And if you do fix it, you're happy. So regardless of how hard it is, you're not going to not try to fix it, are you? (laughs) Yeah, even if it is difficult. And sometimes it takes a while for people to get to the point where they can try and fix it. Um, I like to try and teach people two strategies for dealing with stress or problems um one one i call one 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 section of strategies i call dealing with it and the other section of strategies i call coping with it and these are not the same because some things you can't fix some things some things you have to just cope with yeah yeah some things you just have to cope with yeah like say i don't know a tragedy in life or someone's died yeah yeah exactly yeah you can't you can't fix that there's no fixing anything it's you just no you have to learn to cope with it and you have to learn to accept it and then move forward but some things like this is one of the advantages of the food thing and the health thing is you can fix it you can actually fix that It, it is actually within your control so we can actually do something about it and it's just a little stress management tool of thinking because if you can start to separate things that are going on or problems that you've had or are having into this category of can i actually do something about it or not then you can start to direct yourself okay then i need either coping mechanisms or i need to take 
action and I need to actually action yeah. yeah I actually have to do something yeah like if your flipping knees are hurting then we could lose some weight and do some hamstring curl if, if you're if you're <laughs> overweight and it's giving you diabetes then we can just eat less calories and then we can fix these problems can't we yeah, definitely. Um, and that, that just comes down to the control and the tr- controllable as well, because we talked about that last time. But I think people that strive to control far more than they immediately can and people that are very passively happy to just sit back and let the world revolve. I think those people have the same goal in mind, and that is um, happiness and to be on top of things but the philosophy towards each one is a very very different approach because the the sort of controlling approach which is that everything that is that i touch i need to be in control of um that's grand and that put that often leads to positions of power and success and yada 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 but in terms of life there is only ever a finite amount of things that you can immediately control and if your goal in life is to control all of them there will never be enough that you can control. Whereas if you, with the same principle of happiness, just submit to not controlling anything except for your what you can practically control, you know, how when you get out of bed, when you do this, when you, 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 everything about you, if you can control those things, what that immediately does is, is it just um, makes your world so much smaller to a point that all these anxieties, all these external stretches seem to seem a lot less noticeable because you're not trying to control them. Like there's so many things wrong with the world that I would fix if I had the option to, but I just can't. And that's the reality of it. And my choice then becomes to dwell and harp on it or literally just to move on and forget about it. And it's not an easy thing to do, but it's something that you want to get to. And I think that's, and it is, it's interesting. They are the same people have the same goals. It's just to be happy and be on top of things, not feel like they're getting pushed around. But if you can just switch that philosophy from trying to control everything to controlling nothing and understanding that you can only really control your own life, then that's so much, so much peace, more peaceful, I find so much less noisy, you know? Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I also teach this in the stress management section of the Six Steps to Slim program. So the fourth step is called snacking and psychology. And in that, there's a big stress management section and factor oh, to yeah. it where we, work, yeah, where we work on people with this. And, and this comes up literally, and I teach people that everybody has two it sort of hypothetical circles. So not real circles, but in your mind, there's two circles. There's a circle okay. of concern. And there's a circle of control. And mm-hmm. what, is in your, what is in your circle of concern can be anything. It's a massive wide circle. Well, your circle of concern is what you can be concerned or worried about. It's stuff yes. you could worry about. Yeah, there's yourself. There's other people. There's the virus. There's the lockdown. There's the there's global nuclear war. war. There's nuclear war, definitely. Yeah, there's flipping Trump. Definitely. There's, flipping, there's, <laughs> there's, there's every goddamn thing. You can, you can just go wild with your circle of concern but within your circle of concern there's a very tiny circle that lives within that called your circle of control and exactly like you said the only two things that are in the circle of of control are both to do with you one of them is what you think and the other one's what you do that's literally that's literally your mind and your body yeah yeah and you can't even fully control those like i can't control always when i get tired or when i need to go to the toilet and you can't always control your feelings you can't always Absolutely. control what you feel. You can control your thought patterns. It does take some training sometimes, like meditation is a form of that, and there's lots of different methods to that sort of thing. But 
you, 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 the only two things you can really control is what you think and what you do, isn't it? So that's where you need to put your time that's and it. energy that's and focus. It. It's not to it's not to pretend the other things aren't real and not to be not concerned about anything at all because that would just be cold-hearted no. and you, you'd just be closing your heart to the world and to everybody else if you only cared about yourself and what you think and what you do. So it's not to close it off, but it's also not to allow that to consume your mind because it will be consumed with no positivity or control. If all you think about is the things that you can't do anything about and how bad is this? And I wish this didn't happen in the past or I hope this doesn't happen in the future. When these things only live in your imagination anyway, then you're going to feel out of control. If in your mind, yeah, if you're filling it with things that you can't control, then you're going to feel out of control too. And that's not what we're going for, is it? Um, Exactly. And that's where these external pressures come from. I I know that's where one of the issues that I started doing with my clients was putting um, like some of like the, issue that i would see in the gym with other people that was just in the few circumstances it was just them not working hard enough that would be me taking that and putting it onto me as something that i was doing wrong which it just isn't you know just as an example like and sometimes these are things that you can't look past if it's a boss at work that's just an arsehole that you just like well i can't do anything i can't get rid of him i can't true you can't what what you can what you can do is just be the better person and you know through uh, some form of karma which i don't believe in in a in a supernatural sense but i definitely believe in in a practical sense that'll come back to you and you'll you know you'll be better for it one day um our souls don't win generally like in you know if if they win in terms of superficial success they don't win in terms of life so you know don't fucking worry about them yeah that you know <laughs> no, no, no conclusion to that point. Just, just gl- gradually trail off, <laughs> like a, like any good narrator. <laughs> well, well, I wondered talking about narration. I wondered if I could read to you, um, because I've just opened a book that I know we've both got, but I thought this would be interesting for the for the listeners. It's the Daily Stoic. And oh, I thought, interesting. Could I just read um, page number one or point number one, which is about control or choice from the Stoics? That's one of my favourites, yeah, go on. Yeah, so this is literally, because what we're talking about, it, it features heavily in Stoicism, doesn't it? A ph- an ancient Greek philosophy that we both like. It's the it's the philosophy of how to stay steady during tough times. Could there be yeah. anything more pertinent? Pretty prevalent, it? yeah. And I yeah. think, so I mean, I think there's a, the reason they put that first one in as the first one. It's definitely one of the most prevalent. Well, this is, this is a quote from Epictetus, which he's even got Epic in his name. That's how awesome he is. He was I know. born to be great. Yeah. He was born to be great. He's Epictetus. Um, he, was a, he was a slave in flipping ancient Greece, and he wrote some of the best philosophy of all time while being a slave. Talk about a life that's tough. This, talk about a life that's tough. This is what turned this man into it. And he, the, the first quote on the first page of the book is this from him. The chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. And that sounds a little bit confusing because it is written flipping 2000 years ago. And part of, part of philosophy is you're not supposed to immediately understand it. So it says the chief. Well, I mean, philosophy means thinking you've got to think about it, don't you? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's kind of like philosophy is supposed to work kind of like a meditation or a brain training where if you hear a catchy song and it gets stuck in your head for the rest of the day, you're supposed to read a catchy quote or a bit of smartness like that. <laughs> and then that and get and then get that positivity and this correct point stuck in your head for the rest of the day and mull over it until you yeah. eventually come to a conclusion of what it means for you. Because it's kind of along the same similar lines of like um horoscopes that are just generic enough to fit into anyone so that everyone has a weebay moment and goes oh that's me that he's talking about <laughs> and you know that's that's enough to intrigue anyone and then you know you, you've got them um and i think that 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 quote is well complemented by um i'll butcher this by marcus aurelius's what we were talking about earlier the impediment to action advances action what stands in the way becomes the way and i think that that's and what that means is the obstacle becomes a wave. If there's some shit that you're not doing, you should probably be doing it. Is basically what that's saying. If you know, if you, <laughs> quote by Will you're walking, in 2021. Yeah, there's some shit yeah. you best be doing. <laughs> you should probably be doing it. Like if, if you're walking down the road and there's a big chuffing boulder in the middle of the road, then that's going to become your path going forward, isn't it? Is the uh, is the metaphor that they put behind that? And I think that's important to bear in mind as well because it's because like I was saying, it is like you're saying, submit to the knowing that you're not in control and that you're only in control of, of yourself and a few a few little things but within that it's, it's also worth knowing that some things are just an obstacle to overcome not something that you just roll over and show your belly to it's, it's not that philosophy it's a philosophy of knowing and understanding what you can control and then pushing that as much Doing as you can not you know not just not just becoming an ethereal dickhead that just sits at home just thinking who knows who knows all the time you know it's not that it's uh, what kind of control it's, it's get out there and do it once you've got to that point where you know what you can control yeah amish people say that there's three types of people in the world people who watch what happens people who wonder what happened and people who make mm -hmm. things happen <laughs> oh, that's, in, that, that's interesting to think about isn't it can i read the next bit um yeah ryan holidays because the good thing that's one of the best things in my opinion about this daily stoic book is it gives you a little quote at the top like that and then you think what that's kind of confusing and you're supposed it gives to read you the stupid person bit at the bottom yeah then it gives you the 21st century layperson's breakdown flipping ryan yeah. holiday being a great guy gives you his explanation under this yeah, I, cheers, I just bud. i just yeah i just think it's great so i'll read this if that's okay it says, the single most important practice in Stoic philosophy is differentiating between what we can and what we can't change, what we have influence over and what we do not. A flight is delayed because of weather. No amount of yelling at an airline representative will end the storm. No amount of wishing will make you taller or shorter or born in a different country. No matter how hard you try, you can't make someone like you. And on top of that, time spent hurling yourself at these immovable objects is not time spent on things that we can change. The recovery community practices something called the serenity prayer. And this is also great, I agree. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change things that I can, and the wisdom oh, well, yeah. to know the difference. Oh they... my God, that just entered my brain and <laughs> laid eggs. Through the ear that holes. Wisdom. Through the Good. everything holes, bro. I'm embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> it says, as, Epi as Epictetus said, they can control the choices that they make right now. It's, I've just skipped a little bit, but it's talking about people who yeah, yeah. are addicted to drugs or alcohol in the, um, 
recovery community, like it said, the same is true for us today. If we can focus on making clear what parts of our day are within our control and what parts are not, we will not only be happier, but we will have a distinct advantage over other people who fail to realize that they are often fighting an unwinnable battle. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful. So Beautiful. That's Damn. flipping. That's point number one. Of stoicism, exactly what we've been talking about today. Discern what and, is in and your control weird, and what is not. Yeah, and I, I should say for the people who don't know of that book, The Daily Stoic, it's um, a 365 book or 366 to include a leap year it is, uh, and which is designed around having a meditation per day kind of thing like to think on. Um, and so imagine that's number one <laughs> and it already feels like it encompasses everything. Like, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot. <laughs> It's, so there's definitely a lot to it and there's a lot of practical things behind that philosophy that you need to learn like for example i guess like human psychology leans into it a lot you're saying like a, you miss a flight yelling at a a, a flight attendant isn't going to fix that it also isn't going to give you more of a chance to get promoted and put onto another flight because you're a dick now <laughs> True. <laughs> you know True. your your best bet any at any given point in life is to make friends not enemies if you even if you're right in an like this comes down this is dale carnegie we're getting down the more modern philosophy now if, if you're getting down the route of trying to control and stay on top of people and piss them off and tell them that they're wrong and you're right cool you might assert dominance you might belittle them to a point that they know that you're more intelligent more in control no more than you but you will never have put them in your back pocket to have as a useful tool later in your life never because the second that you say tell someone that they're wrong they don't hear anything else walls go up they just they're just on defense they're on their back foot they don't care about agreeing with you they don't care about making any kind of arrangement with you they just want to prove themselves as being right so you know that's like um the same thing if you're at that flight attendant type thing and you're trying to get onto a plane if you're an arsehole they're going to push you to the back of the queue and not deal with you if you're like oh i understand that's not your fault i appreciate yada 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 what can I do to try and get us on, you know, do take that route. It's always going to be more productive and just nicer, more of a clear conscious. You, d- you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to get angry at anyone. You get to enjoy life. I'm here for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you'll probably get a better outcome out of it as well. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, it's like that old saying, sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know, isn't it? So it's just nice to be nice to people, isn't it? It's just it's nice it's... to be nice to people. Yeah, and it's, it's like and, and I mean, thing. Yeah, and I, I myself would, so this would, I guess, to comment on me a little bit and my faults. I know that I do that with people um, and I'm just outwardly nice to them. But even as a floor of myself now, I know that the next step in life is to get to a point where I'm doing that purely for the um fact that you should be like that with people as opposed to looking for the benefit in it because even i know right now that as i'm nice to people and aren't uh you know completely trying to be in control of everything it is still a selfish act in trying to win their favor trying to win over their their like so that they like me so that i've got another little uh person my in my army that i can call on at any given time and have advice have a friend have help you know anything you'd need that's really interesting that you say that as that is seen as one of the great predicaments of life um yeah like is, I, is it a selfish act or not yeah yeah like i am a fan of hinduism as well not that not that i'm a hindu but i am a fan of hinduism and one of the paths to enlightenment which is what they call it in we in we, we call it in the west happiness basically mm. um, or, or fulfillment would be another nice word to 
call it as well. One of their paths is called karma yoga. And what that means is doing for other people when expecting nothing in return. This is one of the yes. F- this is one of the few biggest, in their opinions, paths to um, happiness and fulfillment in life is to, is to do for others to expect nothing in return. But the predicament comes there that you're doing it to try and become enlightened. So then, how can you do yeah. something for somebody else? Like if you're um, like one of my favorite spiritual teachers, his spiritual teacher told him to feed people. He said, so he, he asked his quote unquote guru or teacher, what should I do for my karma yoga? And he said, feed people. Obviously this is in India as well. Um, lots of people are starving. Lots of people need food. So he's going out to feed people and to give food and to try and help people. And you're supposed to expect nothing in return, but what he's expecting in return is enlightenment. And therein lies the predicament, doesn't it? That's the, that's the tricky one. And it's just, I think, the trial error of doing that long enough until it gets to a position where you're, it is just habit and you're not particularly trying to look for anything anymore. It's just moulded into a person that you are now. And then that's when you start sort of reaping the benefits of it. It's like the car. But again, by that point, earlier. yeah. You can go. Yeah, oh, yeah, coming back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is, I think, is, is, a, is a very practical, real thing. I don't think it exists in a in a frequency type way that some people like to think of is this as in you give off um like a karma uh, kind of spirit or something i don't personally believe in that i think that it comes around in a much more real life practical way in that i, I couldn't think of an example but you know if, if you are just a nice good person that's just good to other people that just gets exuded and first of all like attracts like so you end up in that situation um you know they they talk about it if if you ever read some books about going over the trenches and chuffing in the wars and stuff they always say protect your man on your left protect the man in front of you don't ever think about yourself and then you've always got someone else protecting you you know i do not know about that sir and i would i would love to i am a a fan of history i will say that (laughs) i like lots of different periods of history but I can't learn about World War Two because I know I'll just be too upset. It's just uh, fair, fair. I, I can't, I can't watch war films without having nightmares. Literally, if I watch a war film, I'll really? have, I'll have nightmares for a week about death, and I'll be sad about all the people that died out of, just for too long. I just can't, I can't bring that into my life. So I literally don't know anything about it, really. That's fair. I also get that. I'm like that with horror movies and stuff because similarly, it doesn't um, aid anything to my cause and it just makes me a bit miserable you know so why would you do that but uh, you can see what i'm saying with the um going over the trenches stuff that sort of that karma stuff it just comes back to that don't be purely considering yourself look after someone else and then because like attracts like you've probably always got someone else looking after you um yeah i agree it's not the do you know the book law of attraction exactly yeah like attracts like yeah yeah, there's a, there's a, well, I'm saying it's not like the book called Law of Attraction because there's a, there's a book out there where it, it talks about karma or sort of the universe in is a it way not a that se- you. Is oh, it the secret? Sorry, yeah, I'm getting, you're right, actually. You're right, yeah. It's called The Secret. The, yeah, it's called The Secret. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting the name wrong, aren't I? About all, this... I've also got it here. That one's actually next to the Daily Stoic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to diss on The Secret for a moment and say that the universe does not work like that and you can't just flip in wish things into existence. Yeah. But what you're saying that's, that's is That's why I've correct. got that opinion. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. We have the exact same opinion there because I've read that book and then decided that myself. Yeah, I read yeah, that. Of, read of the course, sort of but you are right. behind it and thought, no, it's practical, not 
No. Yeah, the in more, my you, opinion. In my you, opinion. Yeah, you can think about it, but you have to actually do things to wish it into the world. And you are right, like in a calmer way. If you're nice to people, more people will be nice to you back, won't they? And then you'll have yeah. more friends and then yeah. more good things will come to you. And then you'll you'll feel like a lucky person that gets a lot of opportunities. But you might not realize that you're creating these opportunities by doing these things in the past and putting out all these, mm-hmm. you could call it good vibrations, or you could call it positive well, actions, couldn't you? Because that's the other thing is that people, we're defining it by karma only because we've come from that kind of, you're talking about Hinduism and stuff. And that, I guess that's the universal well-known term, but it's presented in every religion. In Christianity, it's live, love thy neighbor, isn't it? It's do unto thou as whatever you would have done to thou, <laughs> you know, all those thou. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> it's, it. It's all that bollocks. So regardless of the face, regardless <laughs> of this, that and the other, it's embedded in all of them. It's just got a different hat and coat. <laughs> Yeah, that that is that is kind of it. I've read um, different religions. Yeah, and if if you get behind the stories and you look at the principles behind the points, and you look past the the four the blue people with the four arms, or I don't know, p- part in the seas, or turning flipping, you know, uh, water into yeah. wine, and all this kind of. If you get past all these stories and you look at the actual principles behind them, yeah, you are actually right. They're quite similar. They're all sort of just trying it, to. Yeah, like my personal beliefs with religion, I actually I had an interesting conversation and this was a very interesting in terms of perspective because it was a discussion about religion in a sense of we were kind of discussing the illegitimacy of it, but it was between me and two bishops of uh, of a church, one of them being <laughs> my client and the other one being his friend. <laughs> but first and foremost, before they are um bishops they're just reasonable men so we were just having a lovely conversation and for what it got to for me was that like how many reiterations of something can it be how many times is it elaborated upon how many times does a metaphor become uh literal in writing before it gets to a point that we just write it off and listen to the principle and not the practicality of it because i, I think that's the only issue with say christianity is the is the blind belief in so in some of the ludicrousy behind it? And hey, I'm pissing some people off right now, but you know whatever. Um, but I think that the principles behind it all are perfect and all stand. It's it's just some of the some of the evolution of it because it's it's just reinterpreted by different people. And because that's the thing is like that there are there are Christians alive today that are hardcore racists because they're Christians. And there are also Christians alive today that are the most loving people on the planet because they're Christians. And that's all been derived from the same source. And they all have the exact same in their head clarity that they're right about it. So then it comes down to who's to say what's right, what has just been an evolution of a principle that once stood and then got elaborated upon, you know? Or maybe one one of them was going to be a loving person and one of them wasn't and was going to do evil despite the Christianity. And maybe they just, I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe I, it's I, despite. There's, go on, sorry. I, and that's kind of what I'm saying is, yeah, that I don't necessarily would say that it's anything to do with the Christianity. It's to do with the person. Whatever their intentions are, they'll fill the holes with the, the sort of the cherry picking that they want to. If they want to decide that, they're homophobic they'll take that from the bible if they want to decide that they'll love thy neighbor and love everyone they'll take that from the bible it comes down to who you are as a person and therefore i don't really even if someone was to say that they're religious to me i don't really care because i mean even my my i know when people say they're religious i know exactly what they're meaning but just because i'm a not an arsehole my next question is all right which god do you believe in (laughs) 
And then when they say, what do you mean, God? And I'm like, well, why don't you believe in, I don't know, Hades or something? Well, now or, you're just antagonizing uh, people, aren't you? <laughs> now I'm just trying to piss people off, yeah. But all in the all in the effort of productivity. Like, I just want, because I don't disagree with them. I think they should have these beliefs. I think they should be happy, but I don't think they should be blindsided as to why they believe that. The principles behind religion are so, so, so valid, pure and good that... Uh, I think they they do hold precedence and and water, but I think that it's just been run with and turned into a lot of other things, you know. By yeah, people, there's, not religion. There's different types of people in each uh, religion as well. Like you can find um, Christian literalists who take every single word in yes. the Bible as if as if that actually happened on Earth, sort of thing. Exactly, and, and, and that's the problem. And what? But yeah, it might be or it might not be. It's just different things for different people, isn't it? Or you can find other Christian people who think that it's like you're saying, the principles behind it. And no, these are just stories. These are just, and some some Christians would say these are just stories written by people. It's not even written by God, the Bible. Exactly. So you, can find, you can find people that are all different. And that's one of the things I like about Hinduism as well. There's no standardization to it. There's no way no. you should. There's it's no all way based you on should, perspective and that, isn't it? It's personal perspective, yeah, as well. There's no way you should yeah. look at it. And people like different gods that do different things and suit different aspects of personality or bring different, things perceived or real to your life etc I, I like it because it's quite flexible and variable in that way yeah absolutely agreed absolutely agreed well this conversation has truly gone um around the roundabout hasn't it? we've so... done another another classic connor and will and just absolutely talked about fuck all that we plan to <laughs> now we touched <laughs> on it at the start i think i think we got through some um i think we got through some good stuff yeah at the beginning about different adaptions and we started going <laughs> we said <laughs> we started going off uh, on a tangent about the controlled, which is not really a tangent because it is. No, I don't think that is a tangent. That's the the root of what it needs to be. Like, because the, the thing is, the thing with everyone's issue, be it to do with diet, whatever, it's lifestyle, which comes down to habit and the way that your brain works and the philosophies that you hold near and dear to your heart and the the the, the ways that you run and control your life. So, I guess I'm almost trying to look past the immediate goal of weight loss of whatever it might be and get deeper to the position where we're talking about a lifestyle change where the where a person's entire philosophy about how they're approaching things are different you know because i think that that's the only real way to keep, keep people on the track forever of be it weight loss whatever the goals are is to get them to a position where philosophically that's what they're about you know well that's the I'm going to say it again. That's the B from the belonging from self-determination theory. People have to, it's, it's hard to explain because it's a, it's a well-rounded sort of word and it kind of means many things under that umbrella, but people have to do kind of become a different person in some ways. There's, there's sort of dual aspects to it. Like a, a lady messaged me this morning struggling with her food and she said she needs to change her mindset. And I said, yeah, a little bit. We could do, we could do some mindset change, but we could, also, we could also change the food to fix your mindset. Like her mindset is she hasn't got much time at the minute and she's got low energy levels. So yes, we could try and flip in, change her mindset towards this, but would that really change her energy levels that much? And would that give her more time? I don't know. Or we could try and make the food fit the way she's feeling. 
We could just try and make mm. the food easy. We could just try and make the food easier. You know, if you're lazy and you don't have much energy, she said that. She said, I'm feeling lazy. My energy levels are low. I'm just, she's just low mood at the minute. Like we were saying at the beginning, it gets to all of us. So if she's having a low mood, low energy time and she's not feeling up and gung ho and ready to flipping cook every meal from fresh, all right then, maybe we can just, I don't know, find some easier ways to get that food fit. We'll find some easy, healthy foods, some lazier, healthy foods, and we'll fit the food to the mindset too. So I do think it's both. Um, yes, absolutely. Because so- <clears throat> they, they feed into one another, like the, the practical things that you can change to start having a, a knock on effect to the philosophy that you hold towards it and vice versa. If the mindset starts changing, versa, yeah. that, that ox upon the action that you start doing. Yeah, so it all works integrated. I think you just need to be aware of both so that you can um, capitalize on both, you know? Yep, it's chicken and egg style. It's also, which one do you do first? There's not either or necessarily one that's better. You can start thinking about food differently or you can start eating differently until you think differently about the food. It doesn't really matter. As long as we're going forward and we're doing something, we, we're moving ah. forward, aren't we? This is why my first you, um... step... Go on, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you, as you were, go on. I was just going to say, this is why my first step to slim, the first part of my program is called Mindful Eating. Because it's about the mind and it's about how you think about food. What do we do to change how people yeah, think and about food? And when yeah. you say that, you're literally just meaning think about it. Just think about it. On Just keep your brain engaged with what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah, and slowly over time, through education, through mindfulness, through checking in, through accountability, through understanding, through listening to how their body feels after they've eaten certain foods. And if you did eat the full tub of ice cream and you felt the shit next day, let's not ignore that. Let's take that as a mm. signal that this is not bringing positivity to your life like you think it's going to. Because yes. everybody everybody eats the full tub of ice cream thinking, oh, I'll eat this. It'll be great. I'll be happy. If actually it wasn't that great and you weren't that happy because now you're bloated, you're having toilet trouble, your fucking weight's gone up two pounds and you're sad. We need to pay attention to this, don't we? What your actions are flipping yeah, bringing to your life. That's what you were saying earlier. That's what we were saying earlier about um, just think about, like just stop, take a minute and think about what it is you're doing and if it's productive, if it's something you need to do, if it, and it probably isn't, you know, like it's probably something, you know, easy that you can move past. Um, yeah, I don't know. What I was going to say, which is very unimportant, is do you know the actual answer to what came first out of the chicken or the egg? Um, I would say the egg. I would say the egg because fl- flipping dinosaurs were having eggs way before chickens ever existed. So is it which came first, a chicken or an egg? Definitely an a chicken egg. egg. Oh, a chicken which, egg. which came first, the chicken or the chicken egg? Is that the question? Yes. Yeah. I, I would. I would still go with the. I would still go with the chicken <laughs> egg because a chicken must be born from an egg. And then I imagine that through yeah. evolution, the thing that gave birth to the egg was something slightly not a chicken. And then but it not gave quite birth a chicken. to a genetic, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, genetically defected or changed or something yeah, so was different. Exactly in... at, at some point in history, <laughs> it was just it was, something that wasn't quite a chicken gave birth to something that we know as a chicken. So yeah, yeah the egg yeah. came first. <laughs> so that's a, a nice, stupid little thing to end our podcast on. Yay! I think so, sir. I think it's been a good conversation. What do you think? I think I always enjoy talking to you, Connor. Thank you. That's very kind. I always enjoy talking to you, too. Um... I also, we've also had um, one of my clients, Louise. Hi, Louise, listening from home, who's put in my WhatsApp group with my clients that she's had to put headphones on because I'm uh, too fucking uh, naughty in the mouth, apparently. I swear too much. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we do do that. Technically, if you if you see the show anywhere, like on Spotify or iTunes, it does say explicit. It says it's it says it's only it? for adults. Yeah, it does. It's it's labeled as explicit you know what it should before say? we even start. It should say fucking real. It should say that it's the truth. It should say that it's com- coming from the heart. It it's is the, hey, yeah, it's the unfiltered, it... unbridled. Uh, what well, you know, it is. It, it's raw. <laughs> it just trailed off again. It's the unfiltered. Yeah. Unbr- just running out. <laughs> <laughs> there's no steam left there's no steam left no bro no bro i'm very 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 never running on anything that i've actually got in my brain it's always just bullshit that's at the tip of my tongue none of it especially actually... if you, especially if you're faster do your fuzzy brain at the minute you're not even eating very true it's probably time for breakfast i prepare for these flipping podcasts <laughs> i've eaten i've eaten twice done my exercise hydrated you do stretched what my, stretched my leg i said i've prepared for this podcast i've eaten twice i've stretched my legs prepare. i've exercised yes prepare what does, i hydrate i take multivitamins <laughs> i'm ready how do you wait say it again spell it prepare p-r-e-p-a-r-e <laughs> Prepare. Okay, let's spell it. Okay, I'm proper preparation no, I'm prevents poor asshole. performance. I know you are. I know. All, you. all right, you Mr. think Poppers I don't? Penguins, calm down. You think I don't know that you're taking the piss, William? You think I don't know? <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying to take advantage of your autism. Is that bad? <laughs> no, no, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate. Um, it leads to bigger and better. It leads to insightful things. I'd argue. So it's the riff. Hey, it's the hey, it's, it's the riff, it's man. Nietzsche. It's got to be back and forth. It's exactly. Nietzsche. It's exactly. What, what doesn't kill exactly. you makes you stronger. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Well, so I'm prepared. I'm German. prepared for you and your bullschlacker. That's what I'm prepared. I'm prepared for you and your bald little head, mate. And together we shall run this average podcast. <laughs> well, I like it. If that means nothing to anybody else, I, I love mean. it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And next time uh, we're going to come back to. to that's all right. Next time we're going to come back to talk about probably or the plan will be we'll see what we actually talk about i'm sure listeners will too but we're going to try and talk about what to do when we get back to the gym aren't we yes and i've also gonna along the lines of putting that in my group chat i'll put more in there for questions and what people want to hear answers to and whatnot because i mean that could work yeah i'll see if i can get a bit of a bit of feedback as well bro yeah, that sounds really, really good, man. So we'll be we'll be back soon. We'll book in a, another pod, podcast, and I'll give you another call, and we'll talk about how people can blend themselves back into good training, back at the old Boom. game. Yeah, yeah. The old gym. Whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm a a rational optimist, I would say, and a positivist, and I think maybe maybe soon-ish. I'll say, <laughs> non-specifically. Maybe soon ish well, going up at the end like it's a question. Ish. <laughs> soon ish question soon, mark. Soon ish, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I mean, if not just earing on the side of optimism, if nothing else, you know, let's say soon ish. Because <laughs> fucking hell, it needs to happen. Yeah, all right. Then. We'll we'll be back soon and hopefully Jim's will too. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I will speak to you soon. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Pip, pip, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Speak to you again soon. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.